Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you for doing that. Yep. Back in the saddle again. I want to give a Big, big shout out to all of the folks on TTR that filled in last week uh, for me as I was out and about gallivanting in Montana. Hello, Mr. Benny. Hi, Pat. Uh, really? Uh, g- galloping, gallivanting, all galloping, of that? Galloping, gallivanting <laughs> in Montana. Sounds Montana, like the true Montana way. I know, right? Uh, good day to you, Olivia. Good day to you, too. So we have Olivia here uh, representing TTR and Benny representing me for like as many years as I can remember doing this. So Benny, uh, while we're waiting for uh, Kimberly to join Mm -hmm. us here today, um, I learned something uh, this this week being being out. So first of all, in big sky country, yes, you big everything. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's like big. It's like big. Congratulations to Jessica and Jason. Yeah. So we want to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Here, we'll do this. Hit. Hang on, hang on. There we go. All right. That's it. Perfect. Well done. Well done. Tied the knot. You know, I think Jessica is still Jessica Henderson. Sure. I think that's the way she's rolling. Although I don't have the facts. you think I would know that. Um, but what an, a fantastic event this was. I mean, it was, first of all, it was a drive. So I did a drive and Linda drove most of the way. So Linda was like, okay, do you want to drive? Or do you want me to drive? And I decided I'm going to let Linda drive only because I just didn't want to hear for the entire, how many hours it was like how bad, like my driving is. So we didn't want to go there, but we stopped overnight at Missoula. And then we went on to Red Lodge, where the event was. Uh, And I got to meet, wow, talk about family. So I don't come from that big a family. I don't know about you, Benny. I don't know if you come from a big family. Like no, that. not at all. Actually, no. Huh? Yeah. So you. My and family's I were here kind at KKNW, and everyone that I produce. That's, so that's the, that's, that's my family. It. Yep. There you go. That's it. That's like what I discovered. It was like, well, wait a minute. I've never seen anything like even with the Italians <laughs> on the, my side of the family. I mean, they were kind of big, but not like this. This was big Montana. What a loving family. I mean, I met the grandmas, right? I met Chris's mom. I met Mike's mom. Those are Jessica's mom and dad. Then I met uh, the mom on Jason's side. Then I met all their relatives then i met janet so let me tell you about janet janet i apparently is jessica's great aunt janet this woman uh we got to hang out with janet and of course 
we found out like at the end, Janet is like an artist. Hmm. And so I just want to tell everybody, this is what I learned about being in wheat country. So this is not gluten-free. This is wheat. So Janet, this is the real deal is what you're talking about. The this real, is like yeah. the real deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you go to Janet's website, creativewheat, W-H-E-A-T.com, this is a woman that many years ago, I think it's like close to 20, lives out there with the wheat and has taken like a stalk of wheat and is cre creating the most incredible art and jewelry, like the whole deal. I mean, it's beautiful. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> wow. It's like a wow, right? Mm -hmm. And I think Olivia, you could you could go there and put up the site. Yeah, I'm looking but, at it right now. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And, but I didn't understand about it. And so when you go there and you look, you don't really have a sense that this is a woman that is just creating beauty with extraordinary precision. I mean, if you look at some of the weaving, I mean, some of the pieces on the website don't look like wheat and she's got this angel that speaking to the angel lady coming up she's got this angel that um she has created and she has more and i think jessica's gonna help her like bring that art so that people can buy it i think jessica's gonna help jessica doesn't know she's gonna help her but i think she's gonna help her and so what we're doing is we're looking at such incredible bigness. So here's what happened to me, like on this trip. So Benny, I am being faced. So how many years have you known me? Uh, and it looks like our guest cannot be found. So we're just going to chit chat for okay. a while. Um, you, you and I have been doing radio for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I know one thing about KKNW. That's my flagship station here and Transformation Talk Radio. We have a few restrictions, right, Benny? Like this is an AM, FM regulated deal, right? Correct. So you're not going to be able to cuss or you're not going to I prefer you not, no. No, because then we got to hit the button. and. I, but here's what we're being faced with right now. <clears throat> I've never had to face this in 16 years, coming up on a TTR anniversary, I've never quite had to face this. Are you ready for it? Can you, can, do you think, can you guess what it is? No. All of the hosts have probably had to face this. So I am needless to say, I know y'all are thinking you don't look like you're from that decade, but I am, I grew up in the sixties. I grew up in the freedom of speech, freedom to express. I mean, we don't have to really, you don't have to be born in the 70s to understand what that generation was about or the 60s. And so we were all about this freedom to speak. And it was important. And I grew up in a generation of freedom to speak. But we are all faced with something right now. And whether you are Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or any other network like ours, you are faced with an interesting dilemma or not. So Benny, 
it's got to be one of the hardest things to do as a producer, right, Benny? Mm -hmm. Because I know you run a lot of shows, but it doesn't mean that you're going to like everything everybody says. I, I don't necessarily agree with or like everything everybody says, but that's what you sign up for. So my show, this particular show, the Dr. Pat show, is not a controversial, this is what I think and this is what I don't think. This is not that show per se. Most of you know what my value system is from listening to the show, but I have another show called Power Up Radio. That show, I'm more opinionated. I like to pull things and talk about them from the headlines. I must say it is a apolitical show, meaning I don't come on and say, I'm a progressive, da 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 da. I'm a this, da da. I like to talk about the, th- the issues. I like to talk about what's right, what's right, what's wrong, what's wrong from your perspective on that show. Now, that show took a little, uh, what do you call it, sabbatical. It's getting a reboot. Uh, why? Only because I'm starting a new show this month, Benny, and it's called The Psychic and the Doc with Mark Anthony. Now, that's going to be a fun show, and we're hoping to bring some of that to KKNW, The Psychic and the Doc. Um, but here's the dilemma. How do you know, Benny? How do you know when to hold them or when to fold them? What do I mean? So let's say you have a show that teeters on the edge and talks about very controversial things, perhaps to you, but maybe not to somebody else. Let's say they want to talk about and read from articles or read from things that are out there that they consider to be news, but you may not. So I found myself in an interesting situation because we have a couple of situations like that. What do you do as a network owner or Benny as a producer or even Eric Crema, who pretty much and Eric Burris, who and Benny, who pretty much look at the entire platform of this AMFM network and make a decision about a show? And let's say there's this show that is done that literally reads from articles that you may consider to be racist, but may not necessarily agree with the article. Where do you, as a host or as a radio owner, where do you walk that line between freedom of speech and this is something you can't say or cannot talk about on my show? And Benny, you know this for me and years. And, you know, one of the more, um, how should I say it, energized shows that I ever did was way back before the last election. Remember, we were doing Pledge to Vote and just talking to people. And we had some folks call in. And they were like, let me tell you why I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. Let me tell you why I'm going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Let me tell you. And they were adamant about the system. So here we are faced now with new types of conversations. Some people say they're not news. Some people say they walked a line of hate. 
Some people say you shouldn't air them. Some people say that you should disassociate yourself with them. It is a dilemma, Benny. It is a real dilemma for some networks. It is and always will be. It is and always will be. When we come back, I would love to hear from you all because I'll tell you what the dilemma is for me as a station owner, but also as a radio host. And, and, and this is really the conversation that you have with yourself and with your team. But what is freedom of speech and what do you think is not? When we come back, we'll talk about that. Was it okay back in the 60s as we were protesting, sitting, walking, making sign? What was it back then that we called the police? What did we call them back then? What was our right back then to call them what we thought we wanted to call them back then? What did we call the president of the United States back then? President Nixon, what was it that was going to be okay about the signs we made and the things we did that still represented freedom of speech, but, but might have walked a line? What is it that the line holds? And how do you even know in this day and age of media that you're even crossing it. When we come back, let's talk about talk. Let's talk about freedom of speech. Let's talk about all of that in light of the fact that we may or may not be hold or beholden to a standard of news. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. How do you feel? Just okay? Well, how about you tune in and get ready to be more with The Healing Hour with me, Doc Martin, every third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I'm ready for your questions, and I can't wait to help you find the answers. Every month, we'll have a new live call-in show with innovative topics and a powerful hour of healing. To learn more about me, visit DrSharonMartin.com. See you there. I'm going to be here. You won't want to miss it. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. So how do you value your self-worth? Join Dr. Pat and Sabrina Wright as they introduce Sabrina's holistic approach to self-care and inner peace. Get empowered to make decisions for yourself. Change your view of your own value and learn the tools for investing in who you're designed to be. Live the good life every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on The Dr. Pat Show featuring Sabrina Wright. To learn more, visit sabrinaiswright.com. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. 
The Power of Inspiration and Awakening Radio with Juliet Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific. We'll take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Have you ever wondered what your pets think about? Do you know what your pets are saying to you? Dr. Monica will be your pet's translator to help you understand what your pets are trying to communicate to you. Enhance the bond with your furry friends on Pets Talk with Pet Communicator Dr. Monica each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about Dr. Monica, visit PetCommunicator.com. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. It's great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Um, I, today, we are changing gears, and hopefully somebody will change the back end of our database to represent what uh, I'm going to be talking about today. And I have had an opportunity, Benny, to really look into a couple of things. Uh, freedom of speech. Now, why are we even going to talk about it? Well, certainly there's a lot of political things we could talk about with freedom of speech. But do you know, Benny, when freedom of speech came under the gun, so to speak, uh, in the headlines outside of the political arena? It came into being with music, right? So I, I know you may not be able to think back, but if you think back, right to i could say we could start with hip-hop but it actually goes further further back than that right if you go back into the generation that i grew up in and what freedom of speech was all about you heard people speaking out for the rights of people so we were in un uncharted territory then and we heard women come out and speak about the Equal Rights Amendment. Many of you know them, many of you don't. You know, we heard people of color come out and speak about rights and equal rights at a time when there weren't very many of them. You know, but we had some people speak that was so eloquent in what they said, you know, that you couldn't really get a sense of the power of what they were saying until you heard them. People like Martin Luther King, people like Malcolm X, we heard people like that. But I wanted to say this, we are fast forwarding to where we are today. Has this changed? How as a network owner or radio show host, and I'm sure Benny, a lot of our hosts go through this, how how do we know where the quote line is between freedom of speech and a dialogue which causes hate divisiveness is is there a line is there a line between them or maybe there isn't so this is really what i'm struck by today as i'm looking across the board at this um, certainly as a network, you can establish a value system. Uh, KKNW is very clear what KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio is about. Um, but is there a place for this level of controversy? 
is there a place for people to come on and share things that are in your mind hateful? So Benny, here's what I'm 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 struck by. I have to go back to my Ute, right? My Ute. Gotta love the Utes. I, I love the Ute. <laughs> and I shared this story about being arrested at 19 for something I didn't do. And that is true. I didn't do it on purpose. My, my jacket got caught on a policeman's gun as he was just digging his way through my trash can of a car that I had, uh, looking for whatever he was looking, and I attempted to stop him. Now, thing one, was that a completely innocent thing? No, I now know today that you don't touch, you don't grab a policeman at all. I mean, you just don't do it. Um, that little thing got me, you know, in a bit of trouble. But what made him stop me to begin with? Well, if you're driving a VW around and it's like all painted, Benny, in like expressions, like the traditional 60s peace sign. And so, Olivia, you can, you can kind of Google this. You can see Woodstock. You can Google what those images were like. If you Google 60s and you look at the 60s revolution, as it was called, and you look at the 60s songs and you just look at this, we were called counterculture. Did you know that? I did not. We were called counter, counterculture. Hmm. Yeah. It was like, oh, you people, counterculture. Why? Vietnam War, sexual revolution. Oh, no. Gay liberation. Yes. 60s. Women's liberation movement. Counterculture of the 1960s was what? It was considered an anti-establishment culture. People, hippies, hippie. We ever call a hippie? Clearly, if you saw the picture of me with long hair with my ping pong coach, you would definitely be like, oh, okay, something's going on with this one. But we walked a line that we didn't know existed. Because we didn't live in the world we live in now, Benny. We didn't live in the world where everything I say right now can be copied, taken out of context, and put somewhere. But what was some of the what was some of the language that was used during this time? So we're getting a little bit upset and a lot upset with the way police are treating people of color, and I'm just going to say that just general. And rightly so. In a lot of ways, this has been going on for a lot of years. I've done a number of shows for those of you out there looking at the deadliest states in the United States of women being murdered by men. So we talk about this stuff, but nothing seems to be done. So nothing really seems to be done that we look at a state like Alaska, who has made the number one list, I don't know how many years in a row, for women being murdered by, by men. And then you look at your top 10 and your top 10 are represented by a certain group of senators uh, in a certain party. When you look at them and you go down the list, six, 21 times in a row, my mama's home state, South Carolina, has been in the dirty dozen of deadliest states for women. 
Can we talk about that? Can we have a conversation? Am I calling anybody names? No. But in the 60s, what were we doing? What did we call police? Okay, so got my little car, got my my red VW, right? Clearly, I was living in my back seat of my car, right? And, and behaving badly in Plainfield, New Jersey, which is never a good thing to do uh, back then. And got pulled over. Cop searches my car. Last, Next thing I know, I am in jail. But what else did I have on my car? What did I say to the policeman? What did I actually call the policeman at age 19? Now, let me put this in context. My uncle, uh, excuse me, my cousin was the chief of police in one of the major cities in New Jersey. But what was my dismay? What was my angst about the police of that time? Now, if you see some of the pictures and I don't, so one of y'all emailed me and said, are you in any of those pictures? I don't know. I might be. I don't know because I was out in front. But what did we call the establishment then? And is it different than what we're saying now? Here's what I want to say about this for my generation. And you know, if you are listening to this and you are any part of the anti-authoritarian movement, of those years, any of the post-war to World II baby boomers, if you were at least any part of that, you probably walked this line. So back in the day, we called police of a certain animal name. We're actually not doing that now. I'm actually surprised. I'm actually looking at the people of color, you know, our African-American population, you know, black and brown people. And I have not heard them on a newscast or anything refer to the police the way we did in the 60s and got away with it, kind of. But what has changed now? And here's what's changed. When we were back there doing those protests, we were white people. We got away with a lot. We got shot, we got killed. We got arrested. But we pretty much exhibited a level of freedom of speech that if the 60s were happening in today's world of technology, you'd probably want to plug your ears up to hear what the activists of that time were saying in the open forums where microphones were, were there, not news, not media, not social media, but you would hear it. You would hear about how we talked about each other. You would hear about the language of calling Malcolm X a communist. You could hear what we did for a man who was so prolific in what he said, but because he was that name, Muhammad Ali. You know, we have so many stories of how we expressed ourselves back then, of how the difference was made 
But I will say this, we were hated by most people. When you looked like a hippie or your hair was long or your boss caught you walking in a protest, whatever it was, you were done, you were fired. And our language was on the edge of angry, literally activism, we're done with it, bring our soldiers home, whatever that language was. And it was equally represented by our music. So what now has changed? What happens when that group of people, predominantly white, I'm not saying it's all white, but I was part of that movement. I wanna say predominantly white. And the musicians of that era, except for one of my favorites, Jimi Hendrix, predominantly white. What allowed us to get away with that back then? And today's movement and today's people, today's people of diverse colors, the 50 shades of our color. What is different about then and now? What's different? We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles shares stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Your eternal purpose is calling out to you each and every day. Are you listening? Tune in to Dynamic Destiny Radio with Coach Pete Cafarcio every first and third Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to be your authentic self and live the life that you were destined for. Learn practical tools to discover your purpose and conquer other fears that keep you stuck in a life of mediocrity. Learn more about Coach Pete by visiting PeteCoaching.com. Tune into Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, three o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons. Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to transformationtalkradio.com or visit Susan's website at susandolce.com. Message delivery by Lisa Ann. You can't make this stuff up. Tune in every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Message delivery is an inspirational show about the journey to enlightenment and spirituality. For more information or your own personal message delivery, visit AngelMessages2U.com. That's AngelMessages, the number two, the letter U, dot com. 
Break your snooze button habits for good with the Soul Stretching Sisters on the I Am Power Hour with me, Terry J. Walker. And me, Dr. Pat, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Pump up your spiritual muscle as we share stories. Aspire higher. And live a whole lot larger. To help you unleash your powered up. Pumped up. I am soul stretching success. Anything can happen when we take to the airways. And all things become possible during the I Am Power Hour. Mm. Hey, Joe. Mm-hmm. Hey, Joe. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Have you been mm, to mm, the mm, memorial mm. here? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. impressive. Pretty impressive. It's in my backyard. I mean, I'm not right in my backyard, but like a couple blocks away. So it's always nice yeah. to dip over there and check it out. But many people don't know Jimmy was from here, right? He is. Yeah, he's a Seattle yeah. boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and, and let's talk about Jimmy for a minute, right? Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, right? Let's go through this. Morrison, right? Let's go through the list of musicians. So here's what I want to say. I never finished my thought, Olivia. Uh, when you look at the imagery Olivia, Olivia's putting up of the 60s, if you didn't know they were the 60s, maybe like you didn't see the clothes and the bell bottoms and the hair. I don't know. I don't know. We didn't have masks on. But if you'd have just seen those and we didn't tell you those were from the 60s, you would think they were snapshots of today. You would think that. There's one fundamental difference, in my opinion, and it took a lot of years for it to come together from me having boots on the ground back then. And that is how to bring all of the movements together, how to bring them together. And to watch the people that tried to bring all the movements together, whether you watched, just take about, Let's take a look at what it was like to be a woman in the 60s for a minute, let alone a woman of color in the 60s or a gay woman of color in the 60s. I mean, I could go on. But what was that like? So I wanted to say something about today. In today's world, when I talk to young women, 11, 12, 13, 14, I consider them young women. I ask them a question, and the question I ask them is, do you believe you as a woman growing up in society, do you believe you have equal rights? And they look at me and they say, of course we do. Of course we have equal rights. And then when we have a conversation about the history of that, because we spend time now you could pull up the history of the women's rights movement. I think Olivia may be trying to you know, scramble and get some imagery up here. But if you Google this Equal Rights Amendment, right, or women of the Equal Rights Amendment, and you look at the images, women who fought for Equal Rights Amendment. And by the way, there's a great article, dare I say, Benny, on AARP.org. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> AARP.org. So when you look at these and you look at the visionaries of the Equal Rights Amendment, so I'm going to stay with one thing, so I don't want to jump around. I just want to stay with this thread. Because I started this show by saying we are at a pivotal place right now. And some people believe that our Constitution has been so damaged 
for a lot of reasons, everybody's got an opinion, so damaged that we will never be able to get back to what the founding fathers had. Here's what I say. I don't think the founding fathers meant us not to amend the Constitution. But there's one part of it for sure, two, two parts of it for sure, that stay true. Freedom of speech and freedom to carry a gun. Please don't email me. I'm not making a statement for the uh, NRA. Today I'm talking about the ERA. I'm not making a statement. But I'm making a statement about what as a country we were founded upon. First and foremost, we were founded upon out of revolution, out of the protest of all times. Benny, do you know what, what I believe is protest of all protest? Do you, can you guess? Uh, uh, not, not from what you're thinking of. No, I mean, there's so many that pop in my head, but I, I, I could be. There's so many. Well, unfortunately, yes. Unprecedented po- protests probably never, ever, ever, ever to be repeated again, I think, in my lifetime. Wait for it. Are you ready? Yeah. Olivia, (laughs) Olivia, can you take a guess on what I'm talking about? All-time protests in our history in the United States. Um, Civil rights. Not not quite. (laughs) December 16th, 1773. December 16th, 1773. It's got a silly name, the Boston Tea Party. The Boston Tea Party. What was this? It was a political, it was a mercantile protest by the Sons of Liberty in Boston, Massachusetts. Hi, Dr. Ronnie. 1773. This was like bolts and guns and it's like, it's like, I don't know why we call it a protest. It was like a war. But what did that protest do? It was a crisis that started in 1773. It was a significant event in the growth of the American Revolution. Parliament, because I think we forget, like, we come from, like, England. We don't come from England, but you get what I'm saying. The parliament said that the Boston Tea Party was, are you ready for it? An intolerable act. So here's what I want to say to everybody. Protesting has been part of our culture. It's been part of our evolution and it's been part of our revolution. And somewhere along the line this year, we decided protests have to be peaceful. So I'm just trying to think for a minute over my experience in life. And then I want to go back to my grandma's experience. Then I want to go back to what my my grandparents went through under Mussolini over there in Italy. And protests of change, the history of them, have not been the way we think they are. So these colonist people in the Tea Party, right, They came out and the Boston Tea Party and they closed Benny. Do you know what they did? 
they closed Boston Commerce. So why is it today moms in Portland, Oregon, that form a wall to protect, protect their children, why is it that we look at that and we call them nasty? Or maybe we look at them and we say, oh, my God, disgusting. Those crazy Portland people, crazy Oregon people. Oh, my gosh. It's like, oh, look at them. Don't they have a job? You know, what are they doing? And the folks in, in, in Oregon may not have done this exactly according to the rules, because there are no rules today. There weren't any rules in 1773, 1774, and then the American Revolution in 1775. There weren't rules. And so we're learning about each other now. We're learning that if we protest for Black Lives Matter in a city like Portland, and we are primarily white, you may want to invite people from the Black community. So we, we're learning this. I just wonder if we could learn this, the harsh realities of what we believe in the passion. I wonder if we could learn from our history. So let me give you an example. I, I, I remember this like it was yesterday. Um, and what I remember, and, and let me just give you what I remember. I remember a woman born in 1924 in New York City. Her name was Shirley Chisholm. I remember this woman, 1970. I couldn't wait, Benny, to vote. I couldn't wait. I mean, yeah, 21 was the drinking age. I couldn't wait for that either. But then again, I did have a fake license, so that didn't matter very much. Shirley Chisholm. Representative Shirley Chisholm delivered her For the Equal Rights Amendment speech to the House of Representatives. Please, if you guys can get your hands on this and listen to it. I think Olivia and Benny, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a show on this where we should play some of the clips of what this was like and what people said. And she was, she was in 1960, at first African-American congresswoman, and she wasn't too late to finish the job, right? You know, she, she said, it's not too late to finish the job by passing the ERA. What happened, Benny? What happened, Olivia? What happened to the ERA? Do you know most young women don't know that the ERA did not pass at the federal level. Do you know what the argument was why women did not get that passed? Why it's still not passed at the federal level? States can ratify it. Yahoo. Some states have ratified it, some have not. So this is where we are with that. Here's the question I wonder about in this world of freedom of speech. What is too much to say? What, is, what happens on a show like this if I get a little bit, how should I say it, a little bit wound up when I talk about these things that are so important to me? But they're not just important to me. They're important to me. They're important to you. They're important to your families. 
We just don't know they're important. We don't know they're important until you live in a state like one of my friend lives in where women, where the Equal Rights Amendment has not been ratified. What does that even look like, right? And so today we are teeter-tottering on what is freedom of speech and what is fake news, lies, and hate. And does it matter? Does freedom of speech have a rule book? Benny, what do you think? Have you ever thought, you probably haven't thought about this. I'm now putting you on a hot seat. I don't mean to. Um, but freedom of speech, when I grew up, Benny, mm-hmm. it didn't have a rule book. You see? No, now, no, certainly. no, no, not usually. No, no, not during those no. times, for sure. Now we have no. a little more structure and boundaries, but. And yet the Constitution hasn't changed. Right. And, and so the question is about accountability, though, don't you think? Well, it depends on what side you're on. When Gloria Steinem stood up, and, and here's, here's an interesting fact. So everybody thinks women all got together and they hugged each other and they said, oh, let's get together and let's get behind. <clears throat> let's get behind Congresswoman Charlie Chisholm. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Or maybe Martha Griffiths. Maybe we'll get behind her. Or maybe some less known names, Eleanor Smeal, or maybe Pat Spearman, right? Maybe we'll get behind them. But women couldn't decide who were the women that should get rights and who were the women that shouldn't. And this goes way back to women fighting for the vote, which didn't include people of color, didn't include black people. Okay, you can vote, you white women can vote, but no, you people, you cannot. But here we are in the middle of the 60s and we're listening to all of these conversations and the National Organization for Women and the women's organizations were arguing and debating one very important thing. They were arguing, you know what? We like this whole women's thing, but lesbians, they're not really women that should have equal rights. So here you go. And within the organization itself, we're now separating out whether or not equal rights should be for all women. And so Gloria Steinem, Steinem, who you should look up and, and think about what she really did in this movement. So out of the blue, she joked about the fact later on in life that all stereotypic feminists are lesbians. But back when this was a case and this was an argument, right? And she looks at her life and her autobiography and she shares the story. She is considered an interesting role model in the women's liberation movement. And she was sympathetic to lesbian feminists. As a matter of fact, one of her famous quotes when challenged about whether or not lesbians should be included as women, hello, like, They're not really women. They can't be part of it. She stands up and she says, we are all lesbians. Now, if you want to hear a pin drop, drop, even back then, then this is what that movement was like. 
Why is it today that when we talk about things that don't, and we know they are not true, how do they even make the news? What is it about us that is looking at playing news from leadership across the globe and because it will give you ratings, you're going to play the same clip over and over and over and over and over again and continue to call it a lie. But at the same time, what you're doing is imprinting that dialogue. Why do we do it? Because we have a First Amendment. That's why. And our First Amendment does not say, for those of you out there, our First Amendment <clears throat> was very important to me growing up in the 60s. Believe me, it was. As I walked around with signs that had drawings on them or deflammatory things against the institution, nobody said to us, don't call Richard Nixon that. Don't call the police pigs. Don't do this. Don't do that. Because clearly, if you had long hair and owned a red 61 VW that had a big giant peace sign on it, there was something wrong with you. You were the counterculture. But we grew up in the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of people peaceably to assembly and to petition the government for redress of grievances. Peaceably to assemble. Uh, despite the fact that the people that were part of this constitution did not peaceably assemble at all. But what does this really mean? Does this mean I can print what I want? Does it mean I can say what I want? Does it mean I could say you are this or you are that? Now, here's the thing. It does mean that if you slander another person, they can take legal right against you. But freedom of expression uh, is part of our culture, not part of our counterculture. It's just part of what we fought for. But there is, like Olivia has said, there is a line. And it is a line of accountability. If I quote something from a paper or from, like I just quoted that statistic on deadliest states, right? I make sure that I have done my homework on where that report come from. Every year, every year, there seems to be a study, usually a year behind, uh, where we find out where women in the United States are at most risk to be killed and or raped or murdered uh, by a man. And so, yeah, this is a real report. I'm not making it up. This is not fake news. You can find it. It is a real report. You will get it. And it's a list. Alaska at the top. You can read about it. But let me read this. This, this is from the Violence Policy Center. It is real. And South Carolina, 21 
reports in a row. South Carolina, please look up who your senators are in these states. Look them up. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, holy crap, I live there. Alaska, Louisiana. Alaska's one. Louisiana, OMG. Nevada, Arkansas, Tennessee, South Carolina, Missouri, Delaware, Kentucky, and Maryland. Those are the top 10. This is a study that's done. But it doesn't matter if it's a study or not. I live in the United States of America, and we have freedom of speech. And some people will choose to talk hate and to talk violence. And some people will not. But when do we draw the line and censor someone? When do we do that? When does a news channel or when does a social media network like YouTube say, we're going to pull your show? We're, we are just absolutely not going to mention it. When do networks talk about themselves not mentioning it and then mention it? We live in the United States of America, and this will always be one of our greatest challenges. But the consequences right now for people of color to speak their truth and to say and talk what's real for them, it has consequences for them. Consequences to the tune of a black couple getting shot. So what is it about us that is on the table for us to learn? What do we need to learn? What is it that is our greatest opportunity? All of us, I'm no, I'm no different than anybody here. I'm no different. I just happen to grow up in a different environment where I, I as a white woman, was the minority factor in the high school I graduated from. I just happened to grow up in a different environment. I happened to grow up separately and differently than a lot of people. But today you have to face your own reality and decide what do we do if freedom of speech turns in a direction that we don't agree with, do we pull the plug or not? Hey everybody, taking a short break, we'll be right back. 